Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tribe Method Podcast, where we help gym owners, coaches, and trainers run better businesses and inspire healthier humans. My name is Evan Bardis. I'm your host and the head of marketing here at Tribe, a powerful gym management platform designed to help you build your fitness community. Now, let's get started. Okay, cool. Can I have this just so I can do an intro? Sitting next to me is our director of sales, Patrick Hopkins, as well as our guest of honor, uh, Christina Muccio, otherwise known as Mooch, who is a Boston-based group and personal training instructor at both Bespoke and Barry's Bootcamp Studios, and also the co-founder and CEO of Move, uh, a nutrition and lifestyle coaching business. So I'm super excited uh, that you're here and really want to talk to you a lot about uh, specifically move. I mean, I have a ton of interest in, but I know Patrick has, uh, has met you before mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to kind of hearing that story and seeing where that goes. So, uh, Pat, why don't you start us off? Yeah. Um, the first place I ran into Mooch, uh, <laughs> was at the CrossFit gym I was coaching at, uh, CrossFit Lando. Yep. Uh, I think you were there with, um, Kara and yeah. someone from, uh, Kettlebell Kitchen, but then Emily Chris, as well. Yeah. Chris, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sitting there, and the fr- I see these people walking. I'm like, they look pretty fit, but I've never seen them before in the gym. <laughs> and I think Stacy Cream was coaching it. Yeah. And she was like, oh, we're doing push jerks today. Do you guys know what that is? And Kara was like, I'll figure it out. Yep. And then I think you lost your voice that day. You're probably- I was on voice rest. I was. That's what. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and then I think we got to the workout and Stacy was like, Oh, can you do pull-ups? And like, you just nodded your head. Yeah. And like, we start the workout. I look over, I'm like, this girl's ripping butterfly pull-ups. I had no idea who she is. Um, and that was like my intro to you. And then I started following your brand and Mm. your Instagram account and like checking out what you did. So I met you in my domain of fitness, but I've never been into yours. So like for our audience, like who is Mooch and like, what do you coach? Yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me. This is really cool. Um, and, um, I'm grateful to be here. I mean, like Evan was saying, I'm a group and personal trainer, uh, here in the Boston area. Um, and actually it's funny and we'll probably get to this later, but my kind of my quote unquote hobby of personal training and, and really coaching at this level started out in Denver. Um, so when I moved back to Boston, I knew I really wanted to just like dive full, fully into fitness. Um, and so, yeah, you can find me at Bespoke, at Barry's, um, both downtown, Back Bay, Wellesley, Cape, kind of everywhere. Um, and then, obviously, my, my bread and butter, my baby is Move, um, which we'll definitely hit on a lot more. Um, but that's all online. So kind of allows me to connect with women um, across the globe, which is amazing. So, Very yeah. Cool. Yeah, so you started your fitness journey in Denver. You moved back to yep. Boston. Um, kind of what got you into fitness in the first place? Yeah, so it's kind of twofold. Um, I grew up, you know, my dad was a professional powerlifter, played hockey. Um, my brother played football at Bentley. My mom, it's so funny, we always joke around, like, she's <laughs> she's an athlete, but, like, didn't play athletics. She was, like, a baton twirler. <laughs> and then got into personal training. So she's yeah. actually been in this space for 30-plus um, years. Group fitness, personal training, that all that jazz um, but really what kind of triggered my interest, um, not only in sports, cause I was a competitive, competitive athlete. Um, I went on to run at Bucknell, but, um, what really, you know, kind of like struck me was my dad was diagnosed with ALS. Um, and ALS, for those of you who aren't familiar, um, it kind of strips you from any mobility. Um, your mind is completely intact. So you are sharp as a nail, um, but your body is essentially paralyzed. So, Um, My dad was diagnosed and started showing symptoms when I was nine. 
So I was really curious, like, why does your body do that? Like, he's so strong. He plays, you know, he played football in college. He's was playing hockey up until, you know, he couldn't anymore. And um, I was just really, really interested in this whole idea of what the body can do and the limits that you can push. So kind of got, got me onto that track. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. Um, like I said, I ran in college. I was a sprinter. Um, and after college, I kind of found myself, you know, trying different races, bike races, marathons, half marathons. I was like, I don't know what I want to do with this, but I know that, you know, I love coaching. I love teaching. I love leading. Um, and I love fitness. So hmm, maybe we're like onto something. So yeah. What consumes most of your time right now? Like what is your, what is your <laughs> weekly schedule? I mean, do you, is, yeah. is anything even close to the same, uh, from a week to week basis or, or no, how much it, effort it, is move and, and yeah. how much uh, is the instructor side? It fluctuates. Um, last summer was a little bit crazy when we first started move. Um, I was teaching 24 classes a week and probably working 80 plus hours on move. So it's like, you don't really find enough time in the day. Um, but you make it right. You, right. you pull from other areas. Um, if my friends are listening to this, I'm sorry, I kind of deserted you for a whole summer. Like me and my business partner, Melissa, we joke all the time. Like that first summer, we didn't even see a beach. Like I moved to the East Coast for the beach, and I didn't even see it. Um, now it's pretty, you know, we're learning how to delegate. Um, we've hired a bunch of people. We're, you know, a lot smarter on where we spend our time and what's worth our time. So I think it's it's starting to level out, but um, my class load is definitely lower. My personal training load is definitely lower, um, and move is kind of, you know, taking the forefront. Um, but even that still feels like, you know, last summer I, I legitimately felt like a chicken with no head running around trying to figure out where my head was. Nope. Um, and now it's kind of like we got our head on, we're walking straight, we're good. So yeah. it's good. Tell yeah. us about Move at a high level. What sure. is it and, and how did you come across that idea? Sure. Um, so it's an online um, program for women. We focus on three pillars, mind, body, and belly. So it really is this like very holistic approach to health and wellness. Um my niche, obviously, being fitness, nutrition, um, and my business partner, Melissa, um, her niche is she's a life coach, she's a yoga instructor, definitely does more of, like, the energy side of things. We are like, why don't we smash these two things together? Because it truly is. It is a whole package. Like, if your fitness is suffering, your, your nutrition's suffering, your mindset's probably suffering, um, the way you go about life is probably a lot different than, you know, if everything was really whole. Um, and so we guide women through. It's a three-month course. Um, pretty intense. It's all online. Um, it's a combination of different coaching calls, um, the community, which is incredible. Um, if you don't follow us, check it out because it is like, it's insane to see what these women do, even, you know, at the touch of their fingers through a screen, um, and how they motivate each other to really grow, to be kind of their best selves. Um, and then our content is all online. So it's a culmination of, um, you know, videos. I do all workout videos. We do, uh, mindset activities, um, recipe books. I mean, the, it's insane how much content we put in there. Um, but it really is like the full package and we want, you know, people to transform, not in a way that's just, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to, um, you know, achieve X goal or I want to hit this time in my marathon, but it's super sustainable. Oh, that's that's really interesting. So yeah. there's a lot to unpack there, and like I'm sure. hearing a lot of stuff that's interesting to me because I've sure. been a coach of the community for what five years now at a yeah. couple different CrossFit gyms. But that's one aspect of fitness, and I think it it attracts a certain person. Mm -hmm. It's not going to reach everybody. 
but how much of your background from instructing and leading and coaching classes in, in that background, did you see a fit for this? Was that what inspired it? Or was it something completely different? It's an awesome question. Um, so it actually kind of stemmed from like my needs, right? Like I remember when I was living in New York right after college, I was the girl who would, you know, wake up at 4.30, go for an hour long run, spend an hour at the gym, go work 12 hours, and then try to go out to eat with my friends and like, A, have no energy, B, have no money, and C, like, I just didn't feel great. I did not feel great, and I would do it over and over and over and over again. Um, I tried every different diet possible. I tried every different workout, every different fad. I was on it, Um, and I was seeing, you know, I'm not getting any better. I'm not getting any stronger. I'm not getting any faster. Like, what is my, what's my point here? Like, what am I trying to do? Um, And so I think, you know, it's, it's, a lot of these women running in circles, trying all the things, exhausted, frustrated, pissed, whatever it may be. Um, And it's a roller coaster, right? It's like, I'll start the diet Monday. You know what? I'm just going to start over. I'm going to try this fad diet. I'm going to cut everything out of my life that I actually enjoy and see if it makes me happier. And it's like, how does that sound right? You know, I'm going to cut out everything I enjoy to hopefully feel happier um, or to feel healthier or to lose weight. So um, it really did stem from, you know, my need for something like this, Melissa's need for something like this. And we'll probably get, again, more into this later on how Melissa and I met. But we only met like a year and a half ago. And it was because of our need and our, and our want to serve people in this way. Um, we just didn't know really how to deliver it yet. So, hmm. yeah. Why don't you roll right into it? How did you guys sure. meet? Sure. So we actually met right down the street at Barry's boot camp. There you go. <laughs> um, it was a Saturday afternoon class and uh, Melissa had brought who I thought was her boyfriend, but it was actually her brother. So <laughs> she brought her brother to his first boot camp class. Um, it was a delayed birthday present for her. Her birthday was in August. It took him um, till January to, t- to take her to this class. <laughs> Solid. And, <laughs> um, I mean, better late than never, right? right. So he gets there. We, he, they obviously take the later class because he's hungover as hell. Um, they show up for the 1.30 p.m. class, still hungover. So things are going well. Things are going great. Um, and he makes it through about eight minutes of class before he starts barfing. Oh, right? no. Like, And so this is why we created this whole thing. It's like our hashtag is built our business on puke because it actually like <laughs> forced us to meet. And we, um, you know, I'll, I'll probably hit this a lot is, you know, Melissa and I, we have a very um, keen sense of like energy, right? Like. I love meeting people. I love connecting with people and I can tell right off the bat, like what their energy brings. And she was the same way. And so when we talked after class, we spoke to each other. We were like, I think it was almost this like energetic field. And I was like, you know, a laughing about the fact that I thought it was her boyfriend puking B laughing at the fact that he was puking in my class. And we just kind of like started this conversation of, um, you know, I started following her on Instagram and she followed me and, um, you know, she was in a transition between, corporate, um, something that I had already gone through. And so she reached out and she was like, Hey, do you want to grab, you know, coffee or tea or something, a drink, like anything. I just want to like chat with you. Um, so the first time we met was, um, right down this, the road at Cafe Nero and we sat there for like two hours and I just like walked her through, like she was toying around with, you know, taking her life coaching to the next level. She was already a yoga instructor. So did she want to take that to the next level? What did she want to do? Um, she was in education for a little over a decade. So leaving, you know, a space that she was super comfortable in and, you know, knew kind of the ins and outs of, um, and wanting to explore something more. And so, 
um, you know, we give this advice all the time because I did the same thing when I was looking to leave corporate was talk to everyone. Like, don't just talk to the fitness instructors. Don't just talk to the life coaches. Like, speak to everyone um, because it really does make a difference. And for us, it was sitting down, having a cup of coffee. And, you know, for Melissa, it was, oh, I just want to, like, see what her story was and how she did what she did. And, you know, we were sitting there and we were like, what? Like, we're on to something. We're on to something. So fast forward, that was in April. Fast forward to May, she had come to a Barry's camp, uh, class. It was, again, a Saturday, and it was Cinco de Mayo. So it was treads and tequila, um, two of my favorite things, running and tequila. And um, after class, I had just invited, like, a bunch of my clients out. I was like, do you guys want to come grab drinks? Like, what do you want to do? And Melissa, you know, she was like, well, I don't even have clothes. I was like, showered, like, borrowed someone's shirt, like, and made it out. And so we went and got margaritas. And this is, you know, another keen part of our story is, um, you know, we're sitting at the bar and we're like, let's just like think about this. Like we had this really good conversation like a month ago and nothing's really come out of it. Let's really think about it. And she's like, I have this really good idea. Like you do this, I do this. We're both looking for that. Like let's smash it all together and create something that's really amazing and really impactful. Um, And, you know, she had been, her whole grief journey is amazing. Um, if you guys haven't read about it, it's incredible. She lost her daughter um, when her daughter was four months old. About five years ago, she lost her daughter. And um, I had lost my dad. And so we were really connected on this whole aspect of turning challenge into change and challenge into actual growth. Um, and so here we are sitting like four margaritas deep at Loco, you know, like borderline tears at this like amazing initiative we we think that we're on to um and so believe it or not on that monday we sat down um over smoothies this time and it was you know a two-hour ish meeting that we thought was just going to be two hours turned into like six hours and we had built a business like sitting at this juice bar built a full-blown creation like I, i don't even know what to call it it was just like this outline of ideas and that following week, we started our trial. We had gotten, like, our friends, my mom, like, anyone we could find to join this, like, free trial of our course, which was at this point a week long, right? Like, who's going to change? Who's going to make these massive changes in a week? But we were like, let's just try it. Let's was just it see. online? Staying online true yeah, to the model itself? we ran it itself. all on Facebook. Yeah. It was a Facebook group, which I think we still mm-hmm. have, which I would love to look back at. Um and so what did you what did you tell everyone come come join this group we were like we have this really great idea and of course all of our friends were like yeah we love to support you like cute hobby like love this whatever and um you know I always laugh at that because I'm like everyone even myself I thought it was a hobby when we started it and part of me was like yeah this is a great hobby like this will complement my classes really well I'll be able to serve people in a different way but another part of me was like excuse my French I'm fucking on to something like this is going to change lives like, this is it. This is my, this is my calling. Um, and so, yeah, that one-week trial turned into a four-week course, which turned into a 10-week course, which is now a 12-week course. Um, and each time, you know, I, we always say, like, it's never a failure. It's all feedback, right? And so we took all these this little moments of feedback, and we kept implementing them and changing them and reworking it. Um, and we still do to this day because there's so much more we can do. Um, and so many more people that we can serve in a different way. Um, and so we're just like constantly taking feedback at this point and changing it and growing it and truthfully loving every moment of it. So 
that's wow that's a wild story yeah. that's that's very inspiring as well as be able to sit down with someone and see that counterpoint in them mm-hmm. and then build um but so you you work friends and family which i think is how like every startup starts everything right? it's, it's like your mom will buy it that. and if your mom doesn't buy it from you you're kind of screwed yeah so, yeah uh, but where did you go from there because you want to get beyond just the people yep. in your direct community how do you build to be more exposed to like the sure. world as you said globally sure so after this um one week trial we we're like okay like we can create something like we got a month long of content we can do this um and it was really like our own personal outlets social media um you know instagram facebook that's really where we started and where we currently are um and at this point we didn't even have a facebook group like we didn't have like anything openly expressing what move was because I think it was July. We actually just looked at this July 16th. We started our move Instagram handle. So it wasn't even like we had a following really. It was our classes. It was, um, you know, different clients from different aspects of life and just like believing in what we could do and, and telling people what we had to offer. So, I think something I'm interested in, especially mm-hmm. as social media has become such a big part of fitness, like there's sure. fitfluencers and there's sure. these people who are these brands and that's yep. their whole thing. Um, but I think kind of something to your credit is you've taken your online persona mm-hmm. and then you've really translated that into who you are in real life and yeah. like your story speak to it. Every story that you put up on Instagram and I see them, I'm yeah. like, that, I could see her doing that. And that's like a real life thing I've experienced myself. Yeah. Um, but how do you... I guess, how do you leverage social to build something like you've done with moves? You've had your own account, but before that, I'm sure the the two of you pulled from your own networks and your own brands. How does that work for someone? Um, So I think it's funny how, I mean, from your side of things, you're like, you have this online persona and it translates to who you are as a person. It's like, I'm just being who I am. And like, I think it's, it's turned into this like snowball, whether it's a good snowball or a bad snowball, like, I don't know who it's taken out on the way down, but it's it's growing, right? And I think if you can just stay so authentic to who you truly are, the rest of it is just, it's like cake, right? It's it's easy to hop on your phone, take a picture of like what you're doing because it, you're so into it. Like that's just who you are. Um, but I think, like you said, I mean, it's up until this point, it's been all organic marketing for us um, from a business side of things. So we've done nothing paid. Um, it's been all connection through social media. So like, yeah, when like I definitely see there are negative sides to it. I see so many positive sides to it as well because we built, you know, a six-figure business on a little screen, like our computer screens. It's insane. Um, but it's allowed me really, um, and who I truly am as a person is, I love connecting with people. I love learning about stories. I love hearing people's journeys. Um, And I think I've always been like that. I mean, I was a really shy kid. Um, But I think kind of my, you know, um, my experience with my dad and just like being aware of um, people and presence and, um, you know, different journeys and listening and just like observing. I've become really this person who loves to network. so it's, it's, I don't want to say it's easy because it's not, but it's like very true to who I am. So it's allowed me to grow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's also interesting because like, you know, you've, you've built a good network and a foundation ahead of the decision to go ahead and start a business. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like part of it, like you called out, 
super passionate about it. And in a lot of ways it's for you. Yeah. And you could see how other people could, could use it as well. So there's such value there, but I think the more interesting thing, the way I look at it is I think a lot of people think that same thought, but have no foundation Mm -hmm. and they've built no relationships with people. And then they wonder why after phase one of friends and family, my immediate circle, why things burn out in three months. And so that's very interesting to me that, that, like I almost wonder is, do you view being an instructor even now as part of, let's say the business strategy of move? Um, you know, when I started, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I think like the reason I got into fitness and the reason I started teaching, I had no move. Wasn't even a twinkle, right? It wasn't even like a thought. I was just like, I want to teach like on the side. It's like I was a sales engineer for a tech company. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what this was going to turn into. I just knew like, just not that. Yes. I just (laughs) knew deep down, like I have so much more and like, Mm. I'm so passionate about things that I'm not selling. Right. Like I was selling tech, I was selling solutions and I was working with, you know, fortune 500 companies and I loved it. I loved what I did love is meeting people. And I knew that like I can build relationships. I can connect people. I can essentially help people. I just didn't know what, what, to what capacity. So Mm -hmm. now, yes, I think it absolutely aligns with move. I think it's a integral part into building move. Um, because a lot of our clients do some stem from our classes. Um, and it also goes to show like, you know, who I am in real life. It's like, it's translating. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I need to be able to expand that on an online spectrum as and, you know, connect with those people near and far, um, not just people that have access to come to Bespoke or Berries and pay $30 a class. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's like something I constantly think about and I toy around with. Um, but, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I want to go back quickly to, I hate to say this as someone who went through it. So, I started my CrossFit journey, for example. I was 225 pounds. I worked at a tech startup, and I sat at a desk and ate pizza and Chinese food and crap all day. But I started going to the gym. And I was like, I'm just going to the gym for an hour a day, five days a week. That'll do it. I never looked at nutrition. And then mm-hmm. I started CrossFit. And this whole like paleo thing was way too hard mm-hmm. for me. Like I didn't want to have to deal with that. So I was like, you know, if I just really work my ass off um, four days a week, I'll be okay. But then I started to look at the nutrition piece, and that really – propelled my success and progress and helped me drop I think at the end of the day it was like 50 pounds sure. in six months and it was because I just stopped eating crap and like but no one told me about it so I think the world of fitness has completely evolved from maybe a from a fitness first perspective to a nutrition first perspective mm-hmm. um, through your journey since you walked into to bespoke and, and you started teaching there sure. to now like what has been your experience of trying to get people to move that way or maybe yeah. your thought like how your thought process of moving that way as well. Yeah, I love that. Um, I think you're spot on in saying like, it was always like, let's work our asses off so we can like earn our food or mm-hmm. I just, and this is exactly what we do not coach. Like this is what we coach away from because at the end of the day, I truly believe, and I, I could probably speak for Melissa too, is it's a mindset thing first. It's not a fitness. It's not a nutrition. You've got to be so damn clear on what you want to achieve So that when you do like decide to eat really healthy and it feels so aligned with what you want. Um, And I think that's what it boils down to is this whole idea of alignment. And like um, 
you know, that's where the motivation comes from. That's where the commitment comes from. That's where the drive comes from. It's, it's all stemming from the attitude that you bring, whether it's at the gym, whether it's at work, whether it's at the dinner table, like relationships, whatever it may be, it's, it's your attitude and your mindset. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, there's a lot of ways to approach it. Um, but I love, and I, I've loved, you know, learning more about your story because I think you have seen like a transition at its finest. It's like when you started working out, you're like, Oh, okay. Like now I can explore like what's possible with eating. Oh, okay. Like now I'm feeling like I'm reaping these benefits of like eating really healthy. And now like your mindset's changing, right? You're like, Oh shit. Like I'm walking differently. I'm holding myself differently. I sit up taller. Like I'm way more engaged with people. I love to, you know, be in front of people. And it just, it's really this whole picture, um, which is, you know, exactly why we created move, but, um, it really is this whole picture and this whole transformation. So, Hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, the mindset thing. Yeah. I think like the biggest trend right now is mindfulness yeah. and fitness. It's not even like the nutrition piece. And sure. I, I love that approach because I, I downloaded Headspace and I do Headspace sure. every morning at 630. Love it. Um, but like what's your advice to someone who has never explored that or has maybe been apprehensive to think about their mental space? Like what are some quick tips that someone could take away and start to practice? Yeah. Um, so there's a few things. I think apps are a great way. Um, I think over the past couple of years, I think our society is moving away from working out for five hours a day, like breaking yourself down. Like we're really honoring rest days and recovery days. And I think people are seeing the benefits of yoga and, uh, you know, um, PT and just ways to like preserve their body instead of kill their body. Right. Because I love going hard. I am a full blown, like if I'm not drenched in sweat, I didn't work hard enough. But I also really honor those those rest days and those days that I can like kind of just sit there and say like, okay, I'm going to value this rest day instead of going to value like a semi-okay workout. Or, um, you know, I had a really hard time with like taking rest days. I was that girl who was seven days a week on, 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 10 miles a day. Then I'd go lift. Then I'd, who knows, like break my knees on the elliptical. Like, I don't know. I was doing all the things. And I was so scared of taking a rest day because I thought I was going to lose everything. And that's the whole mindful mindfulness piece is like, like learning how to be open-minded. If it's not, if it's something that you've done forever and it's not working, why are you still doing it? You know, like take a different approach. And I think that's where the mindset piece is really coming into it because, um, like I said, for me, I was go, 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 go until I got injured. And then I'd be like, shit. Now what am I going to do with my life? Now I'm eating poorly. I'm depressed. I'm like, my relationships are going to shit. My, I'm not productive at work. And then I'm healthy again. And then I go, 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 go. And then I'm hurt again. And it's just the cycle that isn't sustainable. Um, so I think right off the bat, like apps are really good. Uh, meditation is an amazing way. I have a lot of my clients journal, um, you know, journal their, even their runs. Like I have girls that are training for their first marathon and I'm like, okay, you did a three mile run today. Like now go take 10 minutes and really reflect on it. Think about it. What could you do differently? What are you going to do next time? How did it feel? Um, and really like tuning into your body and being so aware of what's going on. So I actually think it's a good segue too. talking about just macro level trends are are one thing. And and it sounds like you agree with a lot of what Pat had just said, uh, in terms of the focus, put 
potentially shifting. Um, mm-hmm. And you had mentioned previously uh, how you guys are working. Your approach, I think, to your customer base is about you know, really sustainable practice or mm-hmm. sustainability. And that's kind of what you just echoed on. So can you talk a little bit about Obviously, you're passionate. Obviously, you have a great community, and you have, you're delivering a great member experience from your immediate circle and then sure. to their friends and their friends after that. And so they, there's definitely an attraction, I think, to the passion, but nobody stays unless they're getting results or they're feeling the value yeah. uh, on, the, on the comeback. And so could you talk to that a little bit about what your approach is and maybe how that's different than your typical one-on-one uh, you know, online coach who's sure. trying to, to drive people towards the five days a week or something? Yeah, I love that. Um, So I think the biggest thing right off the bat, and that will apply to a lot of people hopefully listening, is right off the bat, we don't set goals. Like, it's very common to start a program and be like, in 90, like, of course I ask people, because it's what's triggered in our mind is like, I need this goal, I'm going to like lose 10 pounds, I'm going to do this, this is my goal, whatever. We take women in and they have these, these preconceived goals, right? These ideas that they want. We don't set goals with them until they're in their final three weeks of our program. So we really allow them to detach from outcome, detach from all of these preconceived notions of um, what health, fitness, nutrition, gut health, all of them look like. And we really allow them to work on their mind, their headspace, their mind space. Um, and so I think that's kind of like the biggest thing is like, you don't set goals. It's like, no, you're not aligned with anything. So let's break it down. We really start on like the mindset piece of it. We break down like, where their challenges are, what patterns they see in their lives, where they keep popping up in different areas of their lives, all these challenges, because then that helps us kind of like funnel all of these challenges and say like, oh, this could be like maybe your root cause. Because I think as a society, right, we treat symptoms. We, um, you know, take Advil, we take Tums, we, I had acne, I put every cream on the freaking face of the planet on my face to try and figure out what was going on. Um, you know, we try fad diets, we try juice cleanses, we do all these things to treat symptoms when we're not really treating what's at the bottom of it. And so when you treat all these symptoms, yeah, it's awesome. Like everything's great, but you keep falling back and it keeps popping up in different areas. And so, um, that's, I think one of the most unique things about our course is like, we don't say like, we don't sit down first day and say like, okay, where do you want to go? Cause you're not clear yet. And we're not clear yet on where you want to go either. So like we want to make sure we can serve you best by learning more about it all. Um, so yeah, it starts, starts with the mindset piece yep. for sure. When people first come in, are they shocked by that approach? Oh, 100%. How, how many times? Are <laughs> They're they, like, but you told me, you want me you, to get introspective. You, yeah. Like you're going to coach me through what, but what am I reaching for? What am I trying to do? And I'm like, let's take three deep breaths. Yeah. Like you'll see. Um, and women are, I mean, even in the first three weeks, so our, our course is broken into phases. Um, the first phase is that first three weeks. And so even in three weeks, they're like, holy shit, what'd you do to me? What did you do? And it's, it's crazy. It's like detach from all of these goals for now, because we'll get to those. Don't you worry, but detach from all this outcome. And really let's focus on like what we're, what we're manifesting, what we're actually going to do to get there. Let's focus on this right now. So 
And so what do those initial discussions even look like? Are yeah. they given like workbooks or it's are actually, they going for yeah. like uh, uh, vision quests <laughs> or, you know, for Literally, real, like lighting I mean, incense and they're, they're set from grade going, school. Yeah. I remember vision quests yeah. and that was always, I was like, I'm doing that. I'm going to get sage. I'm going to go out into the woods. I'm going to so go on to a vision quest. That's literally my apartment. I mean, <laughs> that there sounds good. I mean like that's, yeah, that to me is, it's definitely, I think, an interesting, uh, somewhat contrarian angle, and it definitely plays into sure. the rising tides and the rising awareness of mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, it is, it's like developing a foundation, not just for your business and getting customers and building relationships, Absolutely. but also for understanding a customer at their core and, and helping them turn in right. and kind of focus on themselves to understand, yeah, you, you think like that's your goal, and maybe it is at the end of this, yeah. but we can't really start until we have a better audit of what's going on. Yeah. That's very, that's interesting. It's holistic in a lot of ways. Yes. Yes. That's, I mean, our entire approach is very holistic. Um, and yeah, I just, I always, I think it's so funny when women first start and they're like, you can see they like carry themselves like this and they're like, I just want to go. I want to go. I want to go. Like, tell me what to eat. And it's like, right. Give me the PDF. Yeah. I'll follow it and then I'll get the results. Exactly. And it's, I mean, we do have an online, like essentially an online course and there's all these modules and they're like, well, where's my meal plan? (laughs) <laughs> or like, you think I'm going to give the same one I'm going to give uh-huh. to both of Like, no, nope, doesn't work. doesn't work that way. And, um, you know, gut health is a whole other aspect of things. Like, it's not just nutrition. Gut health is, it's so specific and case by case to each person. So, um, you know, that adds another layer of, like, personal touch is, like, we got to figure that out, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I think that's probably like one of my favorite reactions is to see people and we're like, yeah, we're not setting goals yet. And they're like, what the hell are you doing? And with, I mean, without <laughs> giving too much of the secret sauce, what sure. is, what's kind of the first phase of, of learning and discovery and all of that? Yeah. How do you go through it? Yeah. So each phase is, um, you know, it, it encompasses all three of our pillars. So mind, body, and belly. The first phase is fundamentals and kind of like back to basics, like really basic. We're almost coaching girls to unlearn so they can relearn, right? So we're breaking down a lot of things that, um, you know, they've experienced or they think is right or wrong or whatever it may be. Like we're actually like, like even from a language perspective, we're breaking down, like not using good and bad, like what food's good, what food's bad. Like, why are we, it's not bad or good. It's a value. Um, and so we're, you know, teaching them from that level, like what the value is. Um, So first phase is fundamentals. Second phase is detox. So not just like from a body perspective, but a mind perspective as well. Um, You know, unpacking a lot of like limiting beliefs, um, previous like, you know, traumas or stories or whatever they're living with and whatever is really at the root of all these challenges, we're helping them break down. Um, Phase three is power, which is one of my favorites. Um, From a nutrition side, we talk a lot about like food combining and like the science behind foods um, from a mindset piece, it's like growing your team, building your confidence. Um, you know, we kind of cleared them out, we're building a foundation and now we're going to build on top of that foundation. And then the fourth phase is sustain, um, and maintain and really giving them the tools to kind of like take it and run. Nice. (laughs) Should I light the sage now? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You just get the whole room for us. Let's do it. Um, it. That's great. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of practical applications. I'm very, I think that's just super interesting. One, um, one other question that I guess I, 
generally think about a lot is how do people who are thinking about starting a fitness group business community sure. uh, break out in a market like Boston? Yeah, um, it's it's funny. I feel like Boston's so big and it's so small at the same time. Mm. Um, the fitness industry is definitely so tight here. Um, like I said, I started teaching in Denver and like it was nowhere near. I mean, I'm sure it's changed a lot. I left a couple years ago, almost uh, two and a half years ago. And um, I know like a lot of studios have moved there, but I think there's something so special about Boston. Um, and so if you're looking to get into the fitness industry or um, even start a business, like reach out, like go meet people, go to classes, um, go hang out where these either your ideal clients or your, you know, your idols are hanging out, like go hang out there um, and see what it's like. Because I think, um, you know, a lot of people who get in the, into the fitness industry, they're like, I love working out and I want to get paid to work out. So I'm going to like be a fitness instructor. And it's like, there's so much more to it. Um, like being able to lead, being able to like command a room and um, being able to coach people through like what could be really, really intimidating and helping them grow. Um, so I think if you're looking um, to get into either the fitness community, the entrepreneurial space, like reach out to those people. Um, I know I mentioned before, um, before I started teaching and especially before I started teaching full-time, I think I reached out to about 70 people and either sat wow. down with them yeah. or called them or like people in New York. I was looking in California. I was like all over the map and I'll never forget. I was pretty set on opening a spin studio in Denver. I had, um, the location picked out. I was like, great, I'm going to do it. All I need to do is sign on the dotted line and like fork up a bunch of money, which I figured out. So I had everything ready. And I remember I had one conversation. It wasn't even someone in fitness. It's one conversation. And I was like, that's not what I want to do. It's not it. And so I really encourage people to not just look at, if you're looking to go into fitness, don't just look at fitness, look at people maybe in like the, um, you know, opening a juice bar or something that kind of aligns with fitness or who knows, maybe you reach out to someone at JP Morgan just to see like their story. Right. Um, it really is like all about connection and all about learning because like education, I feel like, and knowledge is power. So what are your biggest problems right now? What are your biggest challenges from a business perspective? Mm. Um, probably time, time. Yep. And you guys said you're hiring people for, for yeah. move, right? Yep. Yep. We have, um, four people on right now. Um, and Melissa and I, like, you know, we, we have business coaches too. Like I would, I always, you know, tell everyone I speak with, I'm like, don't invest in a coach unless they're being coached too, because we're all a little crazy. We're all a little spread thin, right? Like we can be learning as well. And so I want to be growing to better serve my clients and my students. And, um, even Melissa as a business partner, like we look at each other to say like, we're going to grow. Or are you going to too? Like, are we going to do this together? Um, and so I think, um, our our biggest thing was like, we don't want to give up the coaching side of things. Like we had been advised to hire more coaches. Like you could grow this thing really quick and that's our bread and butter. Like we protect that. I think when we first started, um, we were like, no, we don't want to like outsource our, our social media. Like, no, we don't want, you know, someone doing like our onboarding. Like, no, no, like that's ours. That's ours. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we were like, what are we doing? Like we could be delivering so much stronger. We could be showing up so much more, powerfully for our clients if we could just like clear out some of that so I think 
it's it's gotten a lot better. Like I said, I'm not a chicken with my head cut off, but um, I think there's more to grow. And we have big plans, um, you know, to build out different aspects of our business. And so we have to figure out, like, where are we going to let up some time? Where are we going to free up some time? And where are we going to, you know, really dive in um, from a business perspective? Yeah, it's funny that time is an issue for everybody, right? But then when you're running your own business, <laughs> you're you're doing so much to build your own brand. Like, mm-hmm. there's got to be time for you. How do you so find balance? True. So true. And it's funny you say that. We were just talking to um, a few of our movers that we call them um, the other day because we get that objection so many times, so many, so many ways too, so many times, so many different ways is, well, I really want to join, but I don't have the time. And I'm like, okay, so you're this challenge, this challenge, this challenge that you just told me about, when are you going to make the time? Like, are you just going to live with it forever? And so I think it's, again, a mindset thing. It's like, yeah, we all have 24 hours in the day. We control how we spend those 24 hours. It doesn't matter. Like, no one's going to tell you how to spend it. No one's going to protect that time for you. So you have to be so damn clear on what you want to get done and what your goals are once you set them, right? Um, What your goals are so that, you know, making decisions to like free up this time or like say no to this person or to, um, you know, say no to that meeting. It just gets so much easier. Yeah. It's like once you're clear, once you're aligned, all those really hard decisions, and we say this all the time, all those really hard decisions, they get so easy. Yeah. Like, I'm good. When you decide it's important. Yeah. Then you make it important. Mm -hmm. So currently working on it, as always. Mm -hmm. We all are. So, yeah. Do you have any other questions or? Um, there's one thing I wanted to, to try out with you uh, yeah. just because I think you've done so much and you sure. have so much more experience. But um, one of my favorite podcasts I listen to is called The Daily Zeitgeist. And yeah. the reason why I bring that up is because they do a really cool segment with their guest. And it's um, they ask them that one thing that they think is really overrated, one thing that's underrated and a myth that they wanted to dispel. Um, so that could be fitness related. It could be anything. It could be something you love in, in general. But like what is something that you find right now that's really overrated Mm, trendy diets yeah yeah it's like painful to see them like I just found this other one um I won't name it but I just found this other one and they the way that they label different foods um they're called sins s-y-n and I'm like what are we doing what what are we doing we can just keep going you know that sucks it's it's (laughs) like no so I think that's um, like fit teas. Actually, are you a believer in fit teas? Before I just start destroying no, just fit teas, go, just okay. Go. <laughs> fit teas are right in line with that. Okay. Because there's literally we have zero science to support the concept that you can take a fit tea and detox your mm-hmm. body in 14 days. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm just I, you know I'm on my juice cleanse. Yeah. It's like you we need to do a little bit of our own research and not just headline read on looking at what's actually, no, so, so sure. what's actually proven. I was going to say it's kind of tough because there is some conflicting information out there. Yep. But you got to go. You're always going to find opinions though. Right. Always. So sure, try it. But I think the concept of swearing by something that's not going to, that's not showing any results and just being like, you know what, I'm going to, uh, you know, this didn't work for me or it worked for me and as a result it's going to work for everybody. Yeah. And now I'm going to sell fit tees. Yep. I think that's duplicitous. Uh, so those are the types of people yeah. I see on Instagram or, or on Facebook and social media. And I'm like, man, like th- yeah. I can't believe we're putting ad dollars behind mm-hmm. something like this. Yeah. Uh, and it's like in a world like that though, I'm like, 
we all have access to information. Go do your research, right? Like, if you want to support something and it works for you, I'm, like, behind you 100%. But if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, I, I just, I have no interest, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think, like, from a move perspective, from my perspective, you know, we tell our movers all the time, there is so much information. Go read it. Go go look up things, go to a library, go Google. Like we literally have it at the tip of our fingers, go do some research. And you will always, like I said, you will always find different opinions, um, conflicting opinions, research, different research, research that says not, neither of these are true. Mm-hmm. Just learn. Yeah. Right. And that's part learn. of the authenticity, right? Yes. Which is part of your business strategy. Yes. I mean, not business strategy, but part of what is working for your business. True. And that's the biggest thing. I think if most people are starting businesses like that, where, oh, I want to do something like yeah. uh, Mooch, you know, uh, if you're coming from a place of, well, how can I get sponsors or do corporate partnerships sure. to get products placed, you know what I mean? Or if you're yeah. doing it, I even think from a place of how can I get money uh, from people you know, by delivering enough value. I even think starting there is too top level. And if you're not doing it for the right reasons, people sniff that shit out real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so authenticity becomes a weapon for good when you're doing it for the right reasons and when you when you pour your heart into something and say, totally. yeah, you know what? I actually don't know. I've never heard that. Uh, you should go check it out and let me know what, you, what turns up. Yeah. The idea of knowledge sharing as opposed to just a one-to-one sure. com and it's only info coming from one place. Yes. It's a yeah. much more powerful movement that way. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, take away from the other things you were talking about. Oh, no, no, no. That, I think that's great. And something I think that speaks to that is the whole, like, if it fits your macro trend that smashed the industry by storm. At yeah. one point, it's like, yeah, you can go out and eat 15 Twinkies just because it fits your macros. Right. But, like, it, it kind of speaks to what you're talking about with sins. Like, yeah. the whole thing just it's makes crazy. my it's skin like crawl. It's like sad. I love beer. I love ice cream. Same. I'm a Vermonter. <laughs> I have to have that stuff. But, like, yeah, there's knowing, value behind it. Uh, there's value yeah. for sure. But there's also, like, having the knowledge to know what is that going to do for me based off of what I'm working on right now sure. is far more important than saying, well, it has too much fat. Sure. I, I shouldn't eat that. Like yeah. I don't see as an athlete and someone who does and has competed, like I'd rather just have a good time mm-hmm. and show up on game day and like know that I put everything into it and not have to worry about, I have 10 grams of fat left. What do I do? I have to just go drink olive oil. Like that doesn't make sense to oh, me. God. I've done it. I don't suggest it. <laughs> This kid's freaked out. Like, but no, like a tablespoon of olive oil. Like I'd have a coach tell me that it's like, you get to the end of the day, um, have a block of cheese and some olive oil. If you have to get your fat in, I'm like, can I just go to bed? Like I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll try better to eat my food. But like your whole thing about approaching it from breaking down what we've learned before, like macros, for example. Yeah. It's hard. Like I fall back on all the time. And like my wife's an acupuncturist. So she's very into holistic health and like think about food as fuel Mm, or something you shouldn't feel bad about. So like, I want to get wine with your wife. You should. (laughs) Um, Just sit down and chat. She, she gives me a lot of information about that. Like, so it's totally changed my mindset as an athlete. It's like, I, I treat my body the way I do because I want it to perform well, but I also want to have fun. Sure. I want to enjoy what I do, but I think trying to let go of that stuff, like you were a college athlete in the same way, like for me, you know, having someone at a, a meal planning session to yeah. go tell me what to eat at the dining hall. And like, that's all I would eat. Mm-hmm. And I'd have so much like regret. And you're putting a lot of trust in that person. Yeah. Like and, yeah. when and, our, like, I mean, you're the boss of your body, right? Mm-hmm. And we're putting so much trust into these fad diets and don't get me wrong. I've gotten so much shit for it celery juice or whatever I find it works really well for me so like I don't I don't care like it's actually helped me heal my, remember I was on voice rest oh yeah 
I stopped eating eggs and I added celery juice. It's, it was a gut health play. Like that's all it was for me. And now I could go teach 16 classes and go out to dinner at a loud restaurant and not lose my voice. Like it really is so specific. And so I'm not like bashing any certain diet or, you know, whatever. But I think like we are in so much control of, of learning about it. And like, if you want to try it, sure. If it doesn't work for you, just don't get upset because so-and-so said it's going to work for you. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. I'm just, thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Jump off my no, soapbox sure. real quick. Uh, we're done hosting this. It's, it's hers from <laughs> now on. It's the openness. I know how to use the microphones now. So. Right? It's the, uh, it's the, it's the veer, it's yeah. the sheer openness of just saying, you know, my opinion is this, yeah. and, and yeah. this is what works for me. Good. And stand by it. Sure. doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. It's, yeah. it's common and knowledge, but you have to be aware. You have to be open and aware to that, that ideology. Otherwise yeah. you just become hell bent on. And you have to be authentic in it. Like if I didn't believe in this, I wouldn't stand up here and be like, like I would just, you know, it would be so different. And so I think if you are trying to sell, promote, um, even speak or do something that's so unauthentic, people are going to feel that. Yep. So, so what's next for you? A lot of things move has got some pretty cool plans coming. Um, we started to work with different entrepreneurs. Um, so we're actually going to start a business co coaching program. Um, small group. We're working with a few people one-on-one -on -one right now. Um, but Fitness and uh, fitness business coaches? or It's going to be kind of like we have a photographer. We have someone who does Reiki. We have – it's kind of like this hmm. – we'll see where it goes. Um, but we really love coaching. I think Melissa and I both um, add like a different spin to coaching from – different angles. And so we know we can help people in that space. Um, and I really want to do it. So that's probably what's next for move. Um, for me personally, I'm just going to keep teaching. I love it so much. It's honestly like, it's the best thing. I love it. Love it. Um, and it allows me to connect with some really amazing people. So nice. And if people in Boston want to, uh, start coming to your classes at bespoke or, um, berries, berries. When would they find you? Do you have a set schedule there? Like Every I'm always there day. Th Thursdays, yeah. Fridays or whatever? Yeah, Barry's I'm there um, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Bespoke um, Monday through Sunday, except on Wednesdays. Night classes, morning classes? Mostly mornings. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Got yep. it. I'm an early bird, so. That's what's up. I don't yeah. have anything else, man. Do you have other questions? Um, I had other questions that came up from this, but I think <laughs> we're actually like episode two. Let's do uh, it. And dive a little that. further into it, but yeah. no, it's been right, really awesome. The stage. Yeah, no, we need yeah, sage. Yeah, I will bring the sage. I can bring Melissa. I can bring my dog. I can that bring sounds good. Celery juice. Who cares? I bring, bring some, everything. Bring okay, celery, celery juice, juice <laughs> Melissa, your dog, sage. Done. I, I accept that offer. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I love right, it. Perfect. Listen, Mooch, thank you so much thank for your you time. We really so appreciate much. it. This was fun. And thank you guys for listening. So we hope you found this episode valuable, guys. If you did, we would love it if you could review us wherever you're listening to it. Give us five stars. Let us know what you liked. Of course, subscribe and share it with your friends. And don't forget to reach out to us if you'd like to be featured yourself or if you want to nominate a guest to be on the show next. You can do this by emailing us over at community at tribe.com, and that's tribe, T-R-I-I-B.com. Thanks, and we'll see you later.